Welcome to the Life Like a Movie podcast. I really appreciate you taking your time to watch this. I am trying to bring you guys the most high quality guests who have really experienced the things that they talk about to provide you with the utmost value. That's the reason I'm doing this podcast. And honestly, so I get to meet super cool people too. So I get, I definitely get a, a benefit out of it. Anyways, our guest today, Heather Parody, has uh, been through some intense trauma in her life and is a, a mother of two, I believe. And she has a business. She's been trying to make an income online. She's really done a lot of challenging things in her life and has overcome a lot of obstacles, has an amazing story like a lot of us. And so she shares it today and really provides us a lot of value on the side of eliminating unnecessary suffering. And as you guys may know, that is one of the goals of this podcast. So without further ado, let's get into it with Heather Parody. Okay, so Heather, first of all, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate it. And to start, I always like to get the guests to talk a little bit about their own journey a little bit because we all have a, a pretty cool story to share and how you got to where you are and why you do what you do sure well brett thank you so much for having me it's an <laughs> honor um i think what you're up to is so cool and i i can't wait to see where this this takes you it's going to be so awesome yes, uh my journey is just so messy and crazy and weird and i have no <laughs> idea what the hell i'm doing like it's yeah. just i i can really uh empathize understand where you're coming from of just like setting weird goals and like running after it because I feel like that's my life um, yeah. <laughs> the, the show that I host is called unconventional leaders and it's not named that by accident it's named that because I've always felt like just this weirdo person who's like hey oh, yeah. this is the normal way to do things well I'm not gonna do it that way just so, go right to the opposite <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so that sounds cool but honestly it's really hard and it's um, totally been yeah been it's just been a messy ride so short version is i was originally a therapist what kind? and mental health therapist oh counselor cool. yeah yes, yeah. yes gotcha. so um i decided you know i was just like i don't want to have a job like i want to uh -huh. build my own thing and i want to like see what's possible and um i i left everything and just started figuring it out online and how can you make money online and how can you build kind of a, um, a lifestyle where I had the freedom to create, like I really wanted yes. to create a show and connect with people like you're doing and that takes time and it takes money, right? Mm. So how do I create a life where I can make money and be in charge of my schedule? Love and that. so that was a few years ago and it's been super messy and bumpy, but I've figured out a pretty good rhythm and, um, yeah, so I'm right now work full time for myself. I have host masterminds and I have a membership site for other podcasters and work one on one with clients who want to uh, spread their message through this powerful thing called content marketing. And it gives me the freedom to do what I really am passionate about, which is the Unconventional Leaders podcast. I love that. That's so awesome. I think that there, there's so many of us that would love to create an income online. And I think it's beautiful, first first off, that you did that. And for me, it's kind of cool that a big driver for you was uh, creative freedom. I think that a lot of us can get bottled up and we don't get to express ourselves. And I think that's very in, an intrinsic human desire is to be able to express our true selves, even if it's not a podcast, yes. even if it's writing or if it's a video. I think that's very important for all of us to do. Um, I want to touch on something that you said that you – kind of go away from the norm, which I love, by the way, um, I can, I can relate to that. That resonated a lot with me. And so I'd like to ask you in high school, were you, were you like, were you always like a weirdo, you know, like, 
like growing up were you always like that weird girl oh get this I was homeschooled <laughs> my entire no yeah yeah I was homeschooled my entire life and um I did it you know like you can always like have like hey, homeschool but seriously mm-hmm. I knew zero people no zero kidding people in fact I, I had a really not so good education my education stopped around seventh grade uh, my oh, wow. mom just completely stopped teaching me and I grew up with this super bad inferiority complex of mm-hmm. not only socially of like I literally am a weirdo but also too um you know with my education I felt really stupid and I felt behind other people and I was humiliated and never wanted other people to know that I literally didn't finish high school and so it was a very, um, very difficult time in my life because I, I was like, I, I'm, I'm no one. And I was, I was just embarrassed of, of who I became. So eventually I, you know, buckled up and went to college and took edu- uh, educational class, I mean, not education classes, uh, developmental classes and, yeah. um, worked my ass off and got through, you know, not only undergrad, but graduate school and all of that. Um, but then, you know, at, at the end of it, I, I proved to myself, you know what, you literally can do anything you set your mind to, like, literally, like, yeah. why not try something crazy, like start your own business and build yes. this crazy life. So, yes. so yeah, to answer your question, was I a weirdo? A hundred percent, like <laughs> on the opposite yeah. extreme of what you probably even imagined. Yeah. Yeah. That's an incredible story. I guess that's kind of why you got into anxiety work, like being a therapist. Is that, is that part of the, your path? That was kind of why you got into it? Uh, that um, and my my dad had grown up in the foster care system, and okay. I had heard my whole life about how hard his life was, and um, I, I wanted to help people. I love people, and I genuinely am curious about you know what makes you tech, Brett, and like what's your story, and uh, what's your vision for your life? What, what was your relationship like with your parents? Like I'm nosy, and I'll ask you those yeah. questions life yeah and so when I was in school I was originally going to be a nurse and then I took one psychology class and I was like oh shoot sure. <sighs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I switched majors and went you know from nursing to psychology immediately and then you know like you know we talk about you know the, there's this conventional path so you think like okay I love psychology I love all this I'm gonna need to be a shrink maybe or maybe you could take all that knowledge and that passion and use it in an unconventional way and still help people, um, in psychology. So, so yeah, there's, the world is so big and there's so many opportunities and there's so many things you can do. And I just think we limit ourselves so much because we're, we're not willing to open our minds to what's available. Oh yeah. Yeah. I really resonate with that. I think we, I also think that we sell ourselves short. I've totally been there where I've sold myself short. Definitely. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. And I think I think most of us, unfortunately, sell ourselves short. So I think it's awesome that there's people like you that are out there to inspire that. Because it seems like, you know, with your inferiority complex growing up, um, I'm sure you can admit that that wasn't, you know, your your full potential. Obviously, if you feel inferior, it's probably not. So that's super It's cool. not that you can flip it. You know, like mm. uh, there's this psychologist, his name was uh, Alfred Adler, and he put a whole theory around human behavior from inferiority. So his idea was like, yeah, Heather has inferiority complex, Brett has inferiority complex. Everybody has it in some way or another, whether it's you grew up poor, uneducated, or maybe your dad didn't hug you enough, or maybe you were born with a disability or whatever, whatever, whatever. Like there's always this thing that makes us feel a little less than. And so his idea was 
that as humans, we work to overcompensate and try to make up for that. And he said, you can do that in one of two ways. You can either do that in a super unhealthy way, or you can say, yeah, I'm insecure about this. How can I flip this and use it to my advantage and put it towards societal good? His idea was societal good. How can I use my story, my pain, whatever, to help other people and make a difference mm. in this world as opposed to just getting over it? You know what I mean? Because we, 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 we don't. We don't. There's always going to be this little thing, you know? Okay. Yeah, that was awesome. I, I don't know a whole lot about Alfred Adler. Um, I read this one book called uh, Courage to be Happy or something about that, that which was good. all about Alfred Adler. Anyways, um, but yeah, that, I, didn't, I didn't know that that's what he, he talked about. Mm-hmm. So being so using our basically our pain to help other people. Yeah, inferiority. Okay. Yeah. I want, actually want to get your opinion. Before I go into the next question, I want to get your opinion on this Eckhart Tolle quote. It was, it's related to an inferiority complex. It's that when a small thing... Um, let's just say agitates us. Mm-hmm. That means that deep down we think of ourselves as just that small. What do you think of that? Say that again one more time. So when we get agitated at a small thing, I'll just give you an example. Like someone cuts in front of you in traffic. When we get agitated, the truth is that deep down we think of ourselves as just that small. We think of ourselves as small. So that to me that resonates as inferiority wow that's deep (laughs) isn't it yeah (laughs) whoa i gotta think about that one (laughs) that's heavy that's really cool um there's this there's this psychologist i forgot her name she teaches about um uh, about parenting and she's super popular right now but i heard her at a conference last year and she was talking about you know when we get upset, kind of like you're talking about when things have reflected back to us, it's more of a mirror of what's going on within us than it is that mm-hmm. external thing. And so she was talking about like with parenting, like you get mad at your kids, like your kids are teaching you who you are uh, because of your response yeah. to them. Heavy crap, dude. And I'm like, whoa, like, I've, I've got to process through that for a minute. <laughs> so that kind of reminds me of what you're saying. But to be honest yeah. with you, like, I don't, I don't know. And that's what's so interesting is, you know, we, we always externalize everything of like, a, B, C, D, when so much of it is just this internal thing and always pointing back to what's going on within us and with our own minds mm-hmm. and our own spirits and stuff. And so it's all this internal game. And I think that's why everybody's so interested in psychology because it's never ending and you'll never get to the answer because it's always yeah. more, you know? Yeah. The horizon never comes. The horizon yeah. never comes. Yeah, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, hundred percent. Like our external world is, is a 100% reflection of our internal world. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very Mm -hmm. cool. That's why I think I'm interested in psychology as well. And why a lot of people probably are. Yeah. It's like everything we do. Okay. So, uh, a question I was really curious to ask you, cause I was looking on your Instagram and you made a post saying that you've been journaling for 14 years. And for me, that was like the amount of nuggets that you probably have about yourself like self-awareness wise and 14 years of going through all the crap you like everybody goes through I was like mind blown like 14 years straight so well, why is it that you prioritize that and why have you been doing it for 14 years what have you learned about yourself yeah. journal please tell me about more your journal yeah so uh when I say journaling it's like one solid full book every single year so it's not like you know in January, in February, it's like January one, January two. <laughs> I mean, there's days I miss, but for the most part, like I'm journaling at least five times a week, um, something for the past 14 years. And 
Um, I don't know how and why I necessarily started, but I want to tell you how grateful I am for it because the study of yourself is just like such a beautiful, amazing thing. You know what I mean? Like figuring out who am I, what makes me tick. Um, and, and I'm so grateful because sometimes you, you can go through things and you're like, I'm never, I'm never going to get over this. Like, this is so painful. This is so hard. Mm. And when you pour your heart out onto it and you move on with your life and three years later, because I reread my journals, I write in a journal every day uh, okay. and then I read an old journal every single day. Oh, really? Like, like a random every- one? Well, I normally pick a year. So right now I'm in 2018. So I'm writing in my journal and then I'll open to 2018 and I'll read. And sometimes it'll be 2006. I mean, I'll just randomly pick um, a full year to read through. And the reason I do that is because those hard times you go through and years later you go back and you look at it and you're like, I don't even remember that. Like, I don't even. No kidding. I completely forgot that that happened. And it just, it's evidence to me that life goes on and that you overcome things and sometimes the most beautiful things happen and you're like I'll never forget this this is such a beautiful (laughs) moment I can't believe Brett gave me such an awesome insight today on on this this idea and this thought and I'm like oh this is so beautiful you'll forget about it like we forget our life we forget our life we forget these beautiful people we meet these conversations this you know all of this stuff that that makes up who you are these day-to-day small things, we forget about it. And having the opportunity to document your life and go back and reflect and be like, dude, like that was special. <laughs> that was a special. And then I have kids, you know, oh, like yeah. the thought of one day giving my girls, like, here's your mom's life. You know no what way. I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I journal now for them. Cause I think like, you know, when they're facing their thing, I want them to be able to look back and say like, Oh man, remember my mom went through that or my mom was really struggling or, you know, Whatever it can be, it's our lives are so. I just don't want to take it for granted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Oh my god. I love so many, <laughs> so many, so many nuggets in there. I was taking notes um, on that, and I hope people listening uh, were as well. I really love that you ref- that even today, like you make it also a daily task to read your old reflections, not just keep writing. Because for me, I like journaling to just get it out of my head, just so I could. Because it's always so much smaller than our heads make it. Our, yeah. our minds make it seem but i love that you that you take time to reread your old journals i was thinking like 2006 even 2018 the amount that we can change in in even three months let alone like three years um is probably so profound to look back on so uh two-part question what do you what do you uh what's like the the utility that you get from that is it just to like be aware of who you were to see how far you come to get some sort of pride or is it to just like reminisce and just like think about think about the old you know the good old times kind of thing and then part two how can someone start implementing journaling today because I think it can be very important for a lot of people I think that again the studying yourself is not some cute funny thing it really that self-awareness is one of the most noble things that we can pursue it's really figuring out you know there's so much like should I do this should I do that like what's my you know who are you what do you want what <laughs> been like a pattern and like when you go on these certain days like you'll start to see patterns of like man I've been having this narrative for years what's up with that you mm. know like I've, I've noticed narratives like within myself like let me try to think of an example um 
I know I've I've always just been like, oh man, I I've never been task oriented. I'm very task oriented. Like my okay. worth is um, based off how much I get like done. If you and cross off the to do list, yeah, like yeah, super gotcha. type A and all that. And uh, I was rereading some old journals from like I was like 23 years old. I was it was like 10 years ago, and I was just like, oh man, I didn't get this stuff done. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, and I had just written that in my journal now and i went back oh, yeah. like 10 years ago i had written the same thing on the same day and i'm like this isn't good yeah <laughs> like i've been having this problem for a while now like i need to so again it's just like that self-reflection <laughs> self of seeing patterns yeah. also it facilitates a lot of gratitude in your life and i'm big on mm -hmm. gratitude gratitude is the the one of the best practices that you can have because not only saying like hey yeah i overcame a lot but giving yourself some freaking credit of like yeah. dude i'm a long way like yeah. I've come a long way because you know you're always thinking like what's left to do without stopping and thinking like how far you've come yeah. and providing space for that super cool and sometimes it's just freaking hilarious like it's so <laughs> funny. like I was journaling while I was dating my husband I'm like I just don't know about this dude like he's like no way. you know what I mean like I was just ragging on him and now here I am later with two kids and we've been married seven years it's just fun it's really cool like I don't know. I just enjoy it. What was the second part? So that part, how, starting how can, it. How, how can we start doing Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, everybody's going to love this answer, but it's a discipline. Discipline is, uh, yeah. dude, discipline. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you haven't, you know, been journaling. Like you got to keep it by your bed. Say I'm going to write one sentence. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like throw out the formulas y'all like everybody's like how do i journal like what should i who care draw a picture you know yeah. what i mean like i call <laughs> it throwing up on paper i like I throw that actually up on paper. i love that throw I up on paper. no judgment i don't care sometimes i'll write my to-do list on it sometimes i'll write a gratitude sometimes i'll draw a picture i literally will i'm 33 and i'll draw a picture i don't care like i'll just whatever that. i'm feeling that day like no judgment like just put something out in the world you know what i mean like yeah, write it down it doesn't matter yeah. yeah i really love that throw up on paper is that gross but no, it works I, well I, yeah <laughs> well i'm hoping it's a metaphor that's how i took it at least totally yeah uh, <laughs> no yeah, yeah i i love that that's awesome and yeah humans we we love prescriptions you know we we love the three-step process to be happy you know um you yeah, I the should. What should I do? You shouldn't do anything. Do what you want to do. Yeah, this should. Uh, there was a good quote by Alan Watt. The two words that the devil wrote uh, wrote in the Bible were ought and should. Wow, that's yeah, good. it's good, hey? Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. Shame. I I love all these philosophical quotes. It's like my favorite thing to study. Anyways, um, I want to go into something that you said before, but flip it a little bit. So you said that we sometimes forget all the good moments that we have, like the little day-to-day -day things. And I totally agree. I was looking back actually a year ago, just at some videos I took, the small little things in the day-to-day, -day. amazing. Um, but I, I want to flip that now to, um, I actually think it's a good thing to be able to forget the past, not for the good moments, but for the crap identity that we tell ourselves. Sure. So like, I'm a depressed person. That's a great story to forget. You know what sure. I mean? Sure. So um and also it helps us live in the present because anytime that we're thinking in the past or the future most of the time we're not in the present except for maybe you're looking through family photos of the past and you're really in it like that's Absolutely. a bit different you know but i think it's very important to be actually be able to forget the past it's almost always a good thing i've noticed mm -hmm. so uh, i'm assuming like you going into psychology you may agree with that correct like the story we tell ourselves is like everything 
Yeah, well, I think there's a difference between, quote, forgetting the past and understanding identity and what your identity is. And so I'm not sure I could ever forget forget abuse that I've been through. Okay. Like, forget that that happened. I'm not sure that I could physically forget that. But what, what I can do is I can look at that objectively and step out of it and have my identity of who I am, that I am a successful, confident, worthy woman that's not battered or beaten or abused, but whole and valuable. And I am, and I know that I am. And I can objectively see this image that this happened to this girl. Okay. okay? And, and yeah, but it's more like seeing a movie. You know what I mean? Like yes, I remember yes. that it happened, but that's not my identity. That's it's, not it's, who I am. You know, it's not personal to you anymore. It's not. There's zero attachment yes. to it. Yes. That was the word I was trying to think of there. I think um, objective is, is the word that the, you know, the listeners need to really think about. Cause when we look into our past, we almost always think of it as a subjective experience. Exactly. And when we do that, then it becomes us, right? Mm-hmm. Attachment, detachment. So maybe what I was trying to say was maybe not a good thing to forget because um, uh, I believe it was uh, Joe Dispenza that said, uh, a memory without the emotion is wisdom. Dang, Which is that's a, a fire quote. I need to yeah. talk to you more often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Joe Dispenza definitely, definitely knows a thing or two about... Um, getting rid of our old image and changing it. And so I think that's very good. Cause so maybe it's not about, maybe it's just detaching from it yourself, but to remember it as a lesson, but I think it's easier said than done. So in your personal experience, what has, what have you done to detach from, I mean, it, abuse sound like any abuse is terrible and that something is tough to, you know, detach from. So is there anything that you could possibly help someone dealing with some depression or any trauma in their past to detach? Oh man. Um, first of all, a big, big hug and love towards you because it's not easy. And it's not just as matter of like, shake it off, son. Like that's not the way that it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I really want to empower people to do some research on the science of our brains and about how, cause you know, sometimes you can get into this, like you can be anything, you know, change your identity. And it sounds super fluffy, but what's yeah. so crazy is it's science. It's not just fluff. It's actual science that our brains can actually change. Like we literally can rewire our minds and our thoughts. We can actually <laughs> change our physical states and our bodies. It's a beautiful thing. So look up neuroplasticity and start educating yourself on the science behind the power of our thoughts and the emotion attached to it. What that's going to do is it's going to help you see a little bit of hope that, wow, like there's actually science and research behind all of this stuff. It's not just fluffy crap. Okay. When you start learning about all of that, um, put in some daily practices that feel really right for you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm big on, um, I am statements and of Mm. course affirmations and there's kind of like levels to it that I've noticed if like, okay, okay. If I say, let's say that I really struggled with, um, feeling beautiful. Okay. Okay. And I'm saying, I've I've always been told that I was ugly and I've always struggled with that feeling of being ugly. If I'm going to say to myself, Heather, you're beautiful, Heather, you're beautiful. I'm not going to believe that. Right. 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 Um, 
And, and that's okay. It's understandable. Get in the practice of saying it and then eventually start bringing in a little bit of emotion because emotion mm. is what really starts to rewire our minds. Uh, yeah, repetition is good, but if you don't believe what you're saying, it's hard. So it takes a little bit of time. Um, you have to think about a machine. Like if you're rewiring a machine that's been running the same way for 30 years, like it's going to take a little bit of time. Yeah. So give yourself some grace. Um, but eventually you need to work up to start practicing putting emotion to your thoughts because that's what actually starts that rewiring process. There's positive a whole emotion, right? Positive emotion. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I'm really big on energy. And I know that you're kind of um, been introed into the spiritual woo-woo yes. stuff over the past year. <laughs> previous episodes. But um, being very intentional, you know, people say, you know, be around the right people and be around positive vibes. That's it's science. It's true. Like literally make sure that your environment supports the type of man and woman that you want to become, whether it's, you know, cleaning up your freaking living room and living, you know, making your bed every day, like create an environment that supports the type of man and woman that you want to become. You have to live live as if you Mm. are exactly who you want to be and say like what does that heather do today yeah oh that's so good who is she today you know what i mean step into that and that's that's how you become her or him yes yes that's wonderful advice i think i've actually had a tough time doing that to be honest um because i i understand it theoretically like to to live as if it's already happened but sometimes it's tough when you can't see it yet and i'm not that practiced or good at visualization yet so something I'm working on but I think a great way to do it isn't or isn't maybe to like hey what would it feel like what would it feel like and try and like hope 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 but um to ask yourself pick like your favorite mentor and that even could be yourself in 10 years like you know what that person's going to be and then say you're about to say you're in one of those like you know good wolf bad moment situations like should I eat the piece of cake or not kind of thing but you know across anything then you ask yourself in 10 years or say for me, one of my big mentors is Tony Robbins. So maybe I'll say, what would Tony do right now? Mm-hmm. Would Tony go for a walk or would Tony play Netflix? That's great. And um, Marcus Aurelius, he's um, a stoic philosopher. He, he had the same quote from his mentor, Zeno. He's, he just kept asking himself, what would Zeno do? What would Zeno do? And that's how he rewired his brain I, using neuroplasticity. And that's how he became, that's you know, beautiful. right? Yeah, I, I think that. so. I yeah. think that's even, I think that's even a more foundational step than what I was saying was what you're saying is like if you don't have that self-esteem or whatever right now to see yourself as that yes. pick someone else and mimic that's beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. Cuz it's very tough I think to I've I've struggled with self-love in the past and it can definitely be a difficult thing especially when you're really down there, you know? So it, it sometimes is helpful to you bring somebody else in like Tony Robbins to help you out. It's, oh, I it's love that. tough just ourselves sometimes. Um, okay. Here's a, a fantastic question for anyone who's been through trauma, uh, which is basically all of us. Uh, what was a moment for you that seemed like the end of the world, but actually ended up being a blessing in disguise for you? Oh my God. <laughs> wow. What was a moment that seemed like it was just garbage? Like this is the worst. And you like, you, you thought it would never end kind of thing. Like, you know, when you're in a deep depressive state or something like that. Um, when I was in high, and I'm surprised how many, um, how many people have gone through this, like the more I've talked about it, but 
there's a lot of abuse that happens even in high school in relationships, like physical, mm-hmm. sexual, and emotional abuse. And it's um, really surprising to me. Um, but I was in a relationship, a long-term relationship with this guy. Um, he was my pastor's son. Okay. And he was behind the scenes uh, physically and emotionally abusing me and oh God, I'm sorry. Uh, at one point sexually too. And it was, I literally felt trapped. Um, and it was the weirdest thing because, you know, like you look at women who go through things, you're like, what the hell? Like just leave and stuff. Um, and I'm a very strong gal. I don't know if you've picked that up or not, but <laughs> I was not that way. Um, when I was 17, 18 years old, I was very sheepish, shy and like very, yeah. um, no confidence at all. And so going through that abuse, I literally, like we were engaged and we were getting married and all this stuff. And I literally would just cry and cry. And I'm like, I don't know how to get out of this. I do not know how to get out of this. I literally, um, ran away out of state. Like I had to sell my car, sell all my things, packed my bag and left one weekend and just moved away. And he followed me and everything. Like it was crazy. Oh my God. It was oh. a bat crazy stuff. Um, but that was probably one of the hardest times because the feeling of being trapped in any situation, like there is no hope, like whether it's a, um, abusive relationship or maybe you feel trapped internally to, you know, trapped to yourself. Like, you know, I can never overcome this. It's, it's, it's helpless. It feels so helpless. Um, looking back saying it was a, a blessing. I don't, I don't know if I could say that per se, although I am grateful, um, because it's given me a lot more, empathy towards people where I don't judge them as much. You know what I mean? Where like, sometimes I'll be like, Oh, that person needs to. And then I'm like, wait, Heather, do you remember like <laughs> yeah. how you felt and how miserable you were and how trapped you really felt and understanding that the internal stuff is really serious and it, it literally can, it can destroy you, you know? And it's not just as easy as just get over it sometimes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. It can physically destroy us as well, not even just mm-hmm. emotionally. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate okay. it. And I mean, totally like could never have imagined that because you're so confident and, you know, you're very a lot of internal work, a lot of internal work. OK, um, well, on that topic, what's like is, is meditation like a, a way that you do it? You said I like I am affirmations. I, I'm sure I'm sure it comes down like a lot of these conversations to self-awareness. But I, I really, really want to help people gain confidence because I think a big reason, I'm not 100% sure, I haven't looked into any research that says purely just um, my opinion, what I, th- what I think. I think that a big reason why people struggle with anxiety is because a lack of self, or if, if one has self-confidence, then no matter what happens in the future, they think that they're going to be okay because they're me. You know, I can handle anything that comes at me, you know, I'm, I'm the man or I'm the woman. And that's why I think we we often get anxious is because we don't have self-confidence, like something might happen and I don't know how to deal with it. So I really, really want to foster a sense of self-confidence um, within my listeners because I think that can like get rid of a lot of anxiety. So how did you be- go from being ha- this inferiority complex girl to now like super confident, outgoing, sure of yourself, motivated, inspired, all that good stuff? literally brainwashing myself. Like mm-hmm. I tell you all the time, it's like a brainwash. It really feels like that because you have to almost submerse yourself into what you want to become, uh, in order to start shifting and moving the needle. So I'm talking about full submersion of like 
constantly listening to people like Tony Robbins or whoever you want to become like constantly watching it, surrounding yourself with it, literally like an obsessed, crazy person yeah, almost yeah, yeah. To, because this stuff isn't natural. Like you don't just naturally totally. drift into confidence. You intentionally <laughs> decide I'm going to start becoming confident. And I was just doing an interview before this one. And somebody I was asking, what's one of the biggest problems you see with, with people, <laughs> I guess. And I said, what you just said, confidence, it's mm. confidence is Every time I, I work with somebody or talk to somebody, it's like always like, oh, but it's like this self-loathing, this almost self-hatred mm, where okay. – And I can't believe – man, woman, big, small, old, young, everybody. It's like this just self-hatred of like, you know, who am I? I don't have what it takes. My stuff sucks. Like we're just so hard on ourselves. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like, first of all, understanding we all deal with that. I think that's really important. I don't care who you are. You are going to deal with that, that voice. And it's whether you kind of, we were talking about that identity. Where do you put that voice? Do you internalize that voice? Like that is who I am. Or do you like step outside of it? Look at it objectively. Like, Oh, well look at that. Look at that thought. Look at that emotion. Isn't that interesting? And not <laughs> necessarily have it, you know, a part of you. And that takes so much time and discipline. And it's hard because, I mean, I just launched something last month. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, yeah. who am I to launch this? Like, you know, and oh, I, yeah. I had to stop myself and, like, look at it objectively and be like, oh, wow, look at that doubt. Oh, wow, look at that fear. Isn't that interesting? Thank yeah. you. Thanks for trying to protect me. You yes, know what I mean? Yes. And, yeah, totally. and really step out of that. It's It's really hard. Um, but I think step number one is understanding we all deal with it. Uh, okay. and, and if I may share this real quick, um, I was at a conference. I was at a conference uh, a few years ago, and there was this woman who was speaking. And I just thought, I was like, this woman is such a badass. Like, oh, my God, if I could ever be half of the woman she is. She's so cool. <laughs> she has it all together. She was talking to all these people. And then my friend who I was with, at the end of the conference, she was like, hey, do you want to go meet her? I know her. And I'm like, shut up. Let's go no meet her. Way, yeah. So we go up to go meet her. Like, I'm waiting in line. And while I'm waiting, I hear that woman, this total badass, like amazing, strong, confident woman. I heard her reach over to her friend and go, oh, God, was that okay? Oh, man, I felt so stupid. No oh, that was way. so hard. Oh. And it was the most amazing thing that could have ever happened to me because here I am idolizing this woman thinking, one day I want to be like her. And I got to hear, I feel bad for her, but I'm so grateful. I got to hear she doubted herself. Yeah. She was struggling with it too. But the only difference was is she got up and did it anyway. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. Oh my God. It's so easy to look up at like Tony Robbins or someone and say like, wow, like just like above human, like just a godlike yeah. person. And oh my, I'm so guilty of that too. But we got to remember, like, if, if we look at like Tony Robbins' story, and I'm sure that woman that, that was at the conference, if you go back to when they were just, just starting out, they were exactly like they went through all the same things. Um, wow. Yeah. And it's very easy to get into that comparison game. Um, and if it's not, it's not a, I think comparison can be very healthy, but I also think it can be very unhealthy. Yes. And so, yeah, it's very easy to make it unhealthy. I think that, that's probably gotten the best to me uh, a few too many times as well. Sure. And I think a lot of people can can relate with Definitely. that. So, oh, this is perfect um, transition to my next question. How can we work on seeing things as they are? Because we always see things through our own. Yeah, <laughs> it's a big one. Hey, 
because like I think everybody, including me, I'd like to get better at this is just seeing things objectively. And I'll I'll say with myself, like for me, it's basically just been like practicing every second of the day, like literally every second that I possibly can remember to look at it objectively. And it happens more frequently than when you when you practice just to just to practice all day long. But I feel like that's not the answer people want to hear. Like, is there anything that you can add to that to how to see things as they are? Nope. That's the truth. What you just said. Like yeah. just practicing self-awareness. Usually the answer that you are like, eh, that's boring, that's unsexy, is normally the answer. No kidding. And and that's why no one does it. Because they're like, oh, surely, surely there's something that's a little more flashy than that. No, right. if you want to get healthy, you have to watch what you eat and work out. If you want good relationships, you need to spend time with them and be selfless. If you want to grow your business, you need to learn how to make money. I mean, like, it's always like these very practical, exactly what you just said. And the only thing I could add to it other than um, intention and practicing Mm, is having, yeah, intention, but having um, a really good person in your life, if you can. And I know that's kind of outside of your control, but someone that you really can uh, count on to tell you the truth. Because sometimes I know I get like emotional in my stuff because I'm so close to it that um, if something like crazy happens and I blow up and I'm like, oh my God, going to someone I trust and being like, listen, this is a situation. Can you tell me just the truth objectively? What's going on here? Is it me? Is it something else? Like I'm so much in my head right now. Like I need that sounding board. So if you have someone in your life like that, it's super cool. Um, but if you don't, like we we can't put you know we can't put our success in someone else's hands either. So if you don't, like you can you know practice like you said, um, intention and uh, paying attention to what's what's in front of us. And you can do something small like practicing with this glass, this glass in front of me, and like really paying attention to this glass and stopping and being aware. And I know it sounds silly and stupid, but like sitting and looking at something and being aware of it and being and non- silent and like non-judgmental, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's like I think the key. Like, look at something non-judgmental, like no thought about it. And I want to actually um, use a little uh, analogy here to maybe drive home this point of how important this actually is to see things as they are. And I got this from Alan Watts, by the way. This is not me. This is not me. I wish it was me, but it wasn't. Um, so imagine, imagine you're always the only one talking. You, even you, even though you have friends, you're always 100%, you're talking 100% of the time. So what happens? You're the only one that you ever hear to talk, basically. You don't, you don't ever hear anybody else. So in the same way, what Alan Watts said is about our thoughts. If we're always thinking, then we're only seeing life in symbols. We're not seeing it as they are, seeing wow. things as they are. So in, in the same way that if we're the only ones always talking, we only hear our own voice. If we're, if we're only thinking and we don't go to a place of no judgment and no thought, then we only see the world in symbols of how our minds perceive it and not just as it is. And so basically we're closing ourselves off to unlimited possibilities and we're narrowing it down to just our little tiny concentrated focus. That's heavy, yeah. dude. That's so Yeah, good. it's crazy. Alan Watts <laughs> is amazing. Um, anyway, so that, that's why I think it's so important. I hope that got through to somebody. Now, the second thing I want to add is something from Byron Katie. I actually have her book right here that works. Uh, it's called A Mind at Home with Itself. Ooh. And, oh, it's amazing. I actually, I have a feeling you'd love, yeah, the, the title drew me in too. Um, I, I have a feeling that you, lo- you love this one. But um, basically, she has something called inquiry, which asks, which is whenever we have a negative thought, we ask ourselves four questions. The first is, can you absolutely 
can you know that this thought is true? Mm. The second question is, can you absolutely know that the thought is true? Because most of the time it's not, even if we try to convince ourselves it is. Then the third question is, uh, when you believe this thought, how does it make you feel? And you answer Mm. that probably like feels like shit, you know, Mm. I hate myself, all that stuff. And then the fourth question, the magic question, what would you feel like if you no longer believe this thought? And that's when our minds start to open up to what life is like without that thought. And mm. I've tried it. It's so, it's such a powerful exercise. Just four simple questions. Anytime we have any negative feeling in our body, why is it there? Like, can I know that it's true? Just becoming aware. And then how would I feel without that thought? And then it's just like a mask lifted off of us. And we can finally experience life with no limitations. And I think it's a great way to help see things as they are. So I hope that <sighs> that helps somebody too. Dude, that's fire. That is so good. Oh, yeah. Byron Katie's amazing. Yeah. I'll actually, I'll send you this, this book after. I think you'll, I think you'll love it. Cool. I think you Thank will. Thank you. Okay. So this is my last question. What, and this is like going to your psychology background. Uh, what exercises can we practice to strengthen our cognitive functioning? Like, to, I want to think of a good example. Let's just say like retrieving information, like memory. Because are there any things we can do like like playing chess or doing math? Like are there anything? So I have two responses. I have the smart response and I have my gut response. Okay. Okay, I I love that. I want to hear both. So my smart response is look up a guy named, I believe it's Jim Quick. Yes, 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 yes. He is the genius on improving your memory and all that stuff. And I've always struggled with my memory. Memory is really hard for me. So school was really hard for me, as you can imagine, because it's like mm-hmm. memorize and dump it out, memorize and dump it out. Right. Uh, but he's phenomenal. That's my smart answer. But my gut answer, which is really weird, but that's <laughs> who I am, is when you were saying that, I was thinking, allow space for creativity. Oh, wow. I love that. That's, I, like, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I've I've just been thinking so much about how do I improve as a, a leader and as um, business owner, a woman, um, a person, and I keep like hearing like internally of just like allow space for creativity, like create, create, create. We're so focused on A, B, C, D without kind of what you were talking about, exploring Mm. outside of the lines of things and practicing our mind expanding and thinking of possibility (sighs) and thinking what if and drawing outside the lines and all of that art and stuff that we put to the side of like, oh, this is my free time and stuff I do for fun and all that. What if that's the secret sauce? What if it is? What if all of that stuff we push aside and we disregard because it's not the sexy answer yeah. is really everything that we're missing as human beings right now to go to the next level? Oh, my God. I love that so much. Allowing space for creativity. So what, what would that look like for you? And then maybe try to think of an example of what that could look like for somebody else. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. So um, I want to be a really good communicator. That's like one of my Mm. big goals is I want to be like a master interviewer, communicator, all that. that. That's my goal. So what do you do if you want to be a communicator? Well, you go to Toastmasters and you learn that way, which is great. It's fantastic. Um, It's an organization that helps you present and be a good speaker. (laughs) But about a year into it, I was like, hmm, 
this doesn't really make me nervous. This is helping me, you know, uh, bullet point wise, but acting is communication and mm. acting scares the hell out of me. Yeah. So I signed up for an acting class and it's the, the best one I could find was two and a half hours away in, in Atlanta. And so I've been driving every week for months to go to this acting class to stand on stage and pee my pants and learn how to move an audience through pretending like I'm not myself, which is so hard. It goes against everything that I'm doing, but I'm like, I have got to put myself in a position where not only am I afraid and it's uncomfortable, but also to where my mind goes beyond communication. Like, hi, Brett, what's your name? How, what's mm -hmm. your life story? Like, how can I communicate through other means? And how is that going to make me a better communicator this way? And so I've been learning acting. Mm. I've been going into, um, you know, like listening to like poetry and the way people have communicated through spoken word and stuff like that. And am I good at all this stuff? No. Am I going to be like the next NQ? No, but like, bringing opening my mind to like all these other creative ways of communicating like that's going to seep into and make me a master communicator one day and so all that to say what are you interested in what's outside of the box from what normal people pursue how can you explore creatively other things that's going to add to that conversation mm. i really love that wow you that, that was very inspiring yes i'm here um, I went, that's, I went, it went black for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, uh, no, I'm here. And, um, that was very, very, um, inspiring for me. I also want to be, become a master communicator. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I've had it written down just so everybody knows in my notes, like of like how to become a master, it's like how to become a master communicator, like, or actually no, it was a list of ways I can get outside my comfort zone. That was the list. And joining an improv class was on it, yes. which is like similar to the acting class. But I've been yes. pushing it off. So this actually might be the inspiration I need to do it. Um, it's I one really of the best that. decisions I've made professionally. And I know that sounds crazy, but I have grown so much through doing that. You're going to love it. Yeah, uh, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's so scary. I'll, I'll make sure I terrifying. do it. It's <laughs> terrifying. I'll make sure I do it. Um, and something I want to add on, add on to your smart, your smart answer for like, improving <laughs> cognitive functioning with, uh, with, with Jim Quick. Um, just so everyone knows the power of the mind, like Jim quick, if, if you could help me out here, like his credentials, like he's basically like told he had a broken brain since mm -hmm. he was a kid. Mm -hmm. Um, he's become like the world renowned brain coach, like the guy to go to, yep. if you want to learn about the brain, uh, all this stuff. He, I think he can remember like a hundred different numbers in like within like five minutes. He does it on stage when he speaks like crazy stuff. Yep. Anyways, just so everyone knows the power of the mind. One of my favorite Jim quick quotes is. Uh, if you knew how powerful the brain was, you'd never have one negative thought, you know? And so like, it's crazy, even like the small things. That's why I think like what you're saying, it's so important to have the I am affirmations and it's important to put ourselves in, in an environment that can, that can feed our brains as opposed yeah. to say, you know, Absolutely. stealing our energy from our brains, if that's the proper terminology. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, well, that's all the questions I have uh, today. I really appreciate you taking the time. I'm sure you're super busy. You've got kids and business and all that stuff. So I really appreciate you taking the time, not to mention your own podcast. Um, before we head out, could you please tell everybody uh, where they can find you? If they were to search one place after this podcast, where's the best place for them to go? Unconventional leaders everywhere you listen to podcasts. But my number one ask is that you 
go to Brett's podcast and leave him an honest review, an honest writing, and support what he's doing because as a creator, it's um, you put your heart and your soul into this. So all the work and the dedication that he's rolling out with this show, if you are in his life and you're listening to this, like take five minutes and learn how to do a review. Leave the man a review. Uh, <laughs> that's my number one ask for you. Oh, that's so sweet. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Wow, Heather did an amazing job. Speaking from her past trauma, being so open about it, you can tell she really wants to make a difference and has experienced what she's talking about, which I think is so, so important. I hope you guys got tremendous value from this podcast. I know I did. And honestly, I wish you guys could see the video with me while talking to her because her uh, nature that she has about her is so kind and empathetic. Um, and yeah, she, she's just all around amazing, amazing woman. And I hope you guys felt that through the audio. Thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast today, and I hope to see you next time.